0: Welcome to Buckets, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA rider for the Action Network, joined by Jay Money. Find him on Twitter, at J money money. This is your best bets episode for Tuesday in the association. Want we'll to let you know that everything we talk about today can be found in the award-winning Action Network app. It's the best way for you to track your picks. You get up to the second information where the bets and money are coming in. You get all sorts of cool information. Green Dot Daily, our live betting show, is there every single day. Make sure to check that out, as well as all these podcasts. They're all in the app. Just download the app. There's no reason for you not to. If you're better, you need the Action Network app as your companion. All right. As we always do, Jay, start us off. What's your best bet on the Tuesday slate?
1: Yeah, I'm going to take the uh, Memphis Grizzlies and Los, Los Angeles Lakers under 234. And now when I like it, I like it anything above 230 in this one. I don't see this one going past 230. All right. I'm
0: going to take the Clippers Wolves under 233. I'm going to take Pacers Mavericks under 236 and a half. I'm going to lay nine points with the Utah Jazz versus the San Antonio Spurs. Let's get into the cap. Okay, so Grizzlies Lakers, obviously no LeBron James, kind of a significant move. So this game was obviously looking a lot different uh, beforehand the Grizzlies were three and a half point favorites. Now they're eight and a half point favorites. This opened at 236. As we're recording it now, it's now down to 233 and a half. There's a 234 and a half in the market, depending on the juice you want to lay. Uh I assume LeBron's part of this cap. Why do you like the under in Grizzlies Lakers? You don't take a lot of totals. Why are you taking this one?
1: Yeah, this is a this is one where I feel like the Lakers. I mean, they're five and one to the under in their last six games as well. Um, the Grizzlies are also eight and two to the no seven and three to the under in their last ten. But if you look at according to this number, only one game in the last ten games the Grizzlies that went over. We know that their half court offense struggles without Stephen Adams as well. Um, I do think the Grizzlies might cover this game, but I don't think that I feel like they might have juiced it up a little too much in my opinion. But you look at guys like Vanderbilt over there for the uh, Vanderbilt and AD down low, even guys like Mo Bama as well. I feel like the Lakers have really changed their identity to somewhat play defensive first. So, I mean, you you love seeing Vanderbilt out there flying around. I feel like the Lakers want to stay even somewhat competitive in this game. They have to do it with defense first, but regardless of it, probably a throwaway for the Lakers. They know that they're going to lose this game. They'll probably start looking ahead tomorrow to the Thunder in this one. So, Lakers team total under might be a better look, but regardless, I think both of these teams play some defense as well. Jaron Jackson Jr., Dylan Brooks, we know that they're going to make this game um, they're going to try to muck this game up as well so I think this will be a playoff style type of game Lakers missing D'Angelo Russell and LeBron I think that's really going to hurt their offense so uh, I don't play a lot of totals but my best bet for this one is for this one to be a defensive game under 234 Lakers Grizzlies
0: I like it. So the Memphis Grizzlies at home this season, uh, the under is 15, 12 and three. They just shut down the Denver nuggets and the best offense in the NBA over the last two months. So another good example of what they're able to do there. Um, You know, I I don't know that you need to lay the eight and a half just based off of how much the movement there's been, especially when we kind of look at (laughs) like an opening line of three and a half to eight and a half. No player is worth five points to the spread. Nobody, not not even, not even the greatest of a generation, LeBron James. So uh, I'm with you on yeah. that. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah. A little bit of a tick up in the market. This was at 233 and a half when we started recording. A little bit of a tick up to 234. So you might be able to get a pretty good number on this in the morning if this if there's a little bit of uh, steam on it upwards. So 230 is the low point. You're not willing to go below 230. That's as low as you want to get it.
1: Yeah, 230. But like you said, I mean, if it's going to go up a little bit, that's cool with me. But um, yeah, I don't I don't think it matters. This is a playoff style type of game, in my opinion.
0: All right. For me, I'm going to start with Pacers Mavericks under 236 and a half. So taking an under in a Pacers game, obviously, is frightening given how fast that they play. However, the Pacers this season in road games... The under is 16 and 13. That's Uh, 55.2%. So we've got a little bit of an edge there. This number is just really high. My model has this projected significantly under uh, this. I've got this all the way down at 232.9. So I will tell you, like, if you wake up on Tuesday morning, if when you're listening to this, this number has moved down and is no longer... Uh, above 235, I'm going to be a lot less confident in it. Uh, My stopping point for this would probably be 234. So like that's the the point at which I wouldn't want the under anymore. If it goes the other direction, sometimes that happens, and it definitely does go the other way. So that could definitely happen. But uh, I will go ahead and take the under there in Pacers Mavericks. Look, the Mavericks are just kind of a mess right now. Um, They are struggling with Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving. They have not been able to get things right. The offense is still a lot of like my turn, your turn, it's not very smooth. They're not hitting threes, which is a, like, that's such so such a pivotal part of everything that Dallas does is they want to you know, spread the floor and, and really bomb from three and the Pacers will get you in rhythm. But I also just kind of think that in, in a battle between a team that wants to run and a team like Dallas that walks it up, I kind of trust Dallas to dictate pace. And Dallas wants to play so slow that I kind of feel like there's a good chance for them to go ahead and get – This under here, I'm not saying that the Mavericks are going to actually slow them down in terms of their efficiency, but I do think there's a chance for them to actually get this under Uh, Mavericks totals this season at home 18 and 13 to the over. So obviously not a good trend there, but it's a high enough number. The average total for Mavericks home games is 223. Think about that. We have an average total of 223 and this one's up at 236. So I'll go ahead and I'll take the under 236 and a half um, with the Pacers and the Mavericks. What do you
1: think? That's a tough one, man. Um like, I mean, with Luca in there Man, it's crazy. I think Luca should probably sit out for like a week or something. I think the Mavs are playing better without him. They, they didn't really push the pace, but that's the contrast. Because Luca comes in there, he doesn't want to run. He doesn't really want to play defense. He's walking the ball to court. With Kyrie at the helm, they were all talking about pushing the pace. And they had won those first, first couple games with Kyrie. So, sounds crazy, but um, I actually think Luca is kind of messing up the flow right now. But regardless of that, I do like to see the Mavs still practicing every other day. We know that these NBA teams don't tend to practice practice a ton through the NBA season just because of travel and rest and all these things. But the Mavs are on a six-game homestand. They're practice, practicing every single day on the off day. Coming off a game where they blew a 27-point lead, I expect the Mavs to come out here and be ready. I would take them in the first quarter. Land, I'm pretty sure it should come out around minus two. The Pacers are the first, are the worst team in the NBA in the first quarter. I believe uh, 18-43-1 against the spread. Absolutely horrible in the first quarter. Um, i take the Mavs in minus two and um, I think the Mavs might cover the game but I, i'm probably sure i might get there with the first quarter minus two
0: i'm gonna tell you on that first quarter bet as well i like that spot there too uh the other one clippers wolves under 233 look the clippers at home this season the under is 21 and 7 and 1 like that's 75 percent. now so much of that was early season when they couldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat the overs hit in four of their last six home games i get it I think they're coming off of a disappointing loss of the nuggets. They gave a lot in that game. They threw the kitchen sink at Denver to try and get a win versus the nuggets went to overtime. Couldn't hold on. That's a deflating one, right? Um, I assume that everybody's going to play, but it's the Clippers. So you never really know here, but really a lot of what this gets into is, is how the Timberwolves defend, which is, hasn't been good lately, but the Timberwolves put a lot of pressure at the edge. Meanwhile, the Clippers defense has been phenomenal over the last couple of weeks. They've been really playing at a high level. And so I think they're going to be able to, to, to really slow things down. The wolves are still trying to figure out the offense with Mike Conley. He's not shooting as well. The wolves offense was buoyed a lot by D'Angelo Russell's shooting. Now I made the, the case after the trade. I was like, look, Conley's going to help them in terms of making everything work when they have cat back, but they don't yet. Conley's just a worse shooter; he's not as much of a scorer right now as D'Angelo Russell, who's a lot younger. Conley's just way more up there, so I think there's a good chance we can get here on either end. I think either the Clippers underperform offensively, or in a letdown spot, or the Wolves underperform against a very tough defense that's able to switch and disrupt things. So I will go ahead and I will take the under here. Uh, 233 and a half. What do you think?
1: Yeah, this—I mean—it's a good matchup as well. The Wolves definitely can match up with them as well. The home team has won both of these meetings. So Clippers played them earlier season in LA. They got the win. Then in Minnesota, they scored 128 points. Still not so sure about the Clippers, man. You watch them. I mean, you saw the first—the first few minutes of the Nuggets game. You just jump shot, jump shot, three. They're not making shots. It's like they don't even try to attack the rim. So Westbrook helps with that. But I—I I mean, I just don't. I got to stay all the way off Clippers games. You never know when they're going to shoot really well. You never know when. They're they're not going to play defense. I am um, I just don't know. what. I can't figure this Clippers team out.
0: Yeah, for sure. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. To your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy
1: price, priceline.
0: Finally, this one is, is pretty simple. I'm laying nine with the Jazz, and they're facing the Spurs. The Jazz are not a great team as far as a home favorite. That's not like a spot that you want to get them in. But I don't know that any team should be laying less than 10 to mm-hmm. this San Antonio Spurs team. I mean, they are truly spectacularly terrible like just unbelievably bad and so um would it only being nine this was nine and a half so the market the market's actually leaning the other direction which i'm again a little surprised at. i'm just kind of like really really you guys got you guys really think that there that there's like value on san antonio in the spot i don't know of any sort of edge that this could be um there's nothing really on like sexton's out Jordan Clarkson's out that's probably why right like no guards Mm -hmm. the Jazz have more NBA players so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to lay the 10 even without Sexton and Clarkson I can't get there I've got this at 13 Sexton and Clarkson do not make up a four-point differential so I'll go ahead and I'll lay the nine with Utah
1: yeah, uh, Taylor Horton-Tucker assist might not be a bad look, man. I'm starting to get into these props, man. I don't, I don't even know what the number is right now, but I just know looking at Clarkson, uh, Clarkson had seven assists last game with him being out. Now you're going to have to bring another guard. I think THC is going to have a ton of time at the guard position. We know the Spurs, I mean, it's going to be a lot of points uh, scored in this one. Only scary thing with me is, I mean, the Spurs came out there playing well. I actually thought they was going to get off the losing streak there in that game. They were up by nine at the end of the first quarter. We're up by, um, up by 10 at the end of the first half as well, I believe led by as many as, many as uh, thirteen points in that game, man. So um, it's a crazy game. Obviously, I mean the Spurs got outscored sixty-three to thirty-seven in the fourth in the second half. So yeah. they're always uh, prone to that. So I just don't. I, I mean, I'm just not betting Spurs. I mean, if you're betting them, you only fade them. But I am a little worried what I saw in that last game, especially now with them even missing um, Clarkson as well. So if Utah comes out play the way that they did last time, they. I, I don't know, man. I hope you cash though, man. I mean, I'm not. I bet, and bet in business first. I can tell you that.
0: couple more I want to talk about before we get out of here. Uh, Kings, Thunder. So no SGA in this one. He's ruled out. I've got this with Thunder favored here at home. The Kings have not been a good road team, and the difference between these two teams is not enough to kind of get there. So, like, I show value on the Thunder. I just don't want to bet him without SGA, right? It's one of those where, like, do I think this is a good example of when we're talking about betting? Do I think the number is right? No. Like, I don't think that number is right. I think the number is off in terms of, I think this is too many points for the Kings lay versus a a pretty good Thunder team. Do I want to bet it? No. Like just because I don't think that the number is right. I don't always have to bet it. If I think the market is off here because I just don't like the spot and SGA really is that important. The Kings are motivated and they're on a really hot, like the Kings are playing great right now. So I'm not going to try and step in front of them and slow them down with a Thunder team without SGA But I will say that, like, I lean heavily towards Thunder in the spot, even without SGA, just based off of how the Kings play and how much better Oklahoma City's offense is at home this season.
1: Yeah, it's definitely one of those, uh, the home and home spot, right, where they just played in the same arena. I do think the Kings are still playing over their head, in my opinion. But, I mean, the Thunder have shown me that they're not necessarily trying to win right now. So, and I think that goes even further with them resting SGA so further. I, I feel like if they were really trying to make the playoff push, um, you, you're going to have nicks and bruises. You got to go out there and play. So I think if the Thunder really want to go for the play-in tournament, um, that they would, and it doesn't look like they want to, so I'm staying off them. They still have the players to keep this game closed, man. Especially revenge spot at the house. I think the Kings are overvalued. I'll tell you right now, Fox sits in this game. The under should hit in this game, and the Thunder will probably win it. Um, So, you know, SGA's already out. Fox came up with left wrist soreness. I mean, whatever it is it means um i hope they don't feel like they can win without him because the thunder might just be a sneaky look here but one last thing here if fox is out i might have to sprinkle sabonis triple double he was only two assists away in the last one if fox is out then sabonis is definitely getting a few more assists and they only had 14 points 15 rebounds in the last game so definitely think sabonis is live to go for a triple double in this one
0: Uh, last one toronto's minus five versus chicago toronto is back to a team that i refuse to bet like, I just won't bet them. I won't bet on them. I won't bet against them. They've been my Achilles heel for th- four seasons now, so I won't mess with them. This is a lot of points for a really crappy Toronto Raptors team. Um, the Bulls are inconsistent. I get it. I totally understand. The Bulls are inconsistent. And they're not good. This is two bad teams and you have one team laying five here like this should be closer not i get it home court advantage that's fine but i think two five is too many like this this registers with the raptors being a slight favorite in chicago if we move this four and a half we move it six and it's only bulls minus one that's too light I, i just can't get there i don't like this number i won't bet it but i lean heavily towards chicago here
1: yeah, I couldn't talk you off, man. I just did a show and I was talking that uh, it's a spot that I've kind of figured out the past couple of years. When a team is going on a five or more game road trip, uh, you kind of want to fade them in the last game of a homestand, which is not really a homestand because the Raptors did just come off a, uh, off the road. And that's the whole thing here. They're coming off a 25 point loss there, man. And they do have they will get Van Fleet back in this one, man. But uh, simply put in this one. If I'm betting it, I'm probably taking Yakapurdo double double. He's been he's been one rebound shy of the double double the past few games. He's going obviously went up against Mobley and um and Jared Allen last game. And this particular one, I think going up against Vucevic, I think Yakapurdo double double, double uh, gets there finally today. So uh, that's what I'm probably gonna take in this game.
0: All right, it's gonna do it. Four buckets for Tuesday. Jay's got Grizzlies, Lakers under. 234 and a half i've got clippers wolves under 233 pacers mavericks under 236 and a half utah minus nine we also like mavericks first quarter in that pacers game as well have yourselves a great day everybody we'll be back tomorrow with another best bets episode you can check it out in the action network app find jay on twitter at Jmoneyismoney. is money until next time let's get buckets